Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash news for a really cool way to help us. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 32 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 29th of September 2019. We're your fortnightly source for all the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And with me, Bruce Cameron. Putting the and into Andrew, and with a question mark, it's Andrew Watson. Hi everyone. And putting the and into Joanne, sorry Joanne, that's a rubbish <laughs> intro, it's Joanne Love. Hello, everyone. That doesn't even Coming make up on sense. this week's show, we're going to be talking about... Why does it even get brew into the brew? I mean, it's like... <laughs> brew? It's even, it's even beer-related. Good sake. Once again, right, I'm now having to pause it. Do you know the survey that we recently did? One yeah. of the complaints was we take too long. We've had a letter about it, and now you've stopped me again. Oh, okay, then. But make intros that make sense, then. Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about big, sad news about two BrewDog bars that are closing. Exclusive interview with JB from BrewDog. He's the head of bars. Uh, BrewDog won a bucket load of awards, and we're going to tell you how they did it. Uh, there's a chance of a train taking people to the AGM in the works. And with 15 stories in 15 minutes to come up after the break. There's voicemails, there's silliness, and there is, of course, Bruce's awful jokes. And Sorry? yes, I do need to update the theme music and clips. I'll try and sort that for the next episode. Standard disclaimer time, we're all shareholders in BrewDog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of BrewDog. So, without further ado, let's play some theme music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Dickey. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the BrewDog News Podcast. BrewDog News Podcast. James Watt, Martin Dickey. This is diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, BrewDog News Podcast. It's Watty BFL Melbourne again. And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week, but especially our top tier Patreon supporters as ever. Thank you, Innes, and thank you, Neil. Uh, and thank you to Andrew there for recording our intro. We'll hear a bit more from him later on. Okay, short and sweet, everyone. How is everyone? What's the big news in your world? Who am I going to start with? Joe, I'll go to you, ladies first. Um, I went to the Kent Green Hot Beer Festival yesterday. It was very good. And I got sunburnt. In September, in end September. of September. Yep. Wow. Might have been a little bit of wind burn as well. It was very windy. Beers oh, yeah. nearly you, flying. Sorry, you table. had wind while you were there. No. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. So sour beers can do that to you. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, how the hell are you, sir? Very well. I've been enjoying, uh, there's been a thread in the forum about Waitrose having new beers in, and there's a Waitrose quite near me. So I've been taking a good look at some of their new and exclusive beers and uh, a couple of misses, but actually quite a few hits. So quite pleased with their new uh, sort of craft beer festival that's going on. Excellent. Excellent. How very middle class of you. Bruce? (laughs) Uh, You know me. Nothing. I've been doing nothing. I've been well, a dad. Looking I'm, at your webcam, can see all the clothes piled up behind you. You've got uh, work to do. Yes, yeah, that's not my. Well, no. oh, oh. <laughs> that's not my. my there's, there's no, they're the girls' clothes, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, and well dug out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's start off with uh, our first story. It's not good news. Uh, two bar closures to talk about. One of them's not quite the bad news, but uh, Andrew, I think you were going to pick up on this one for us. Go for it, sir. So we'll start with the the less good of the two bits of news, and that's the site on Essex Road in Islington in London, which is currently Brewdog Angel. Now, this one had quite a, tra- a bit of a traumatic opening, and it's it's never been the sort of the shining light of the bar's estate, unfortunately, because it, it has been a, a lovely, lovely bar. It started its life as Dog Eat Dog, which was Brewdog's slightly random hot dog and beers concept, and that was to get around a licensing condition that it was for f- it was a restaurant primarily. Um, I'm sure, Rob, you can ask JB about this in your interview. Uh, that didn't really work out, and it then reopened a time later as sort of a food truck concept where there were guest restaurants and pop-ups in the kitchen, so one a month. That also didn't work out, and so finally it reopened as Brewdog Angel, which was quite unique because it had brew kit inside that you could rent and use, basically trying to use some of that space that was the pop-up kitchen before. Unfortunately, as of last week, it closed with immediate effect, with a day's notice. Um, JB has said on the the shareholders forum that basically an offer came in that required an immediate flip of the business to someone else as a a long lease. And as shareholders, I guess we should be okay with that because the business has never actually made much, if any, money on that site. He also reassured that the staff that were there would be looked after. Of course, you know, previous times I've been to Angel, the Angel Bar, I've then gone to other bars, either Camden or Clerkenwell in particular, are both about a 35 minute walk max. So it's not like closing, say, the the Dundee Bar and the staff would have to commute 20 odd miles. That said, um, we've been reassured that they are being looked after. And there's this chat around Ellery, who does the brewing side of the things in there uh, and and potential opportunity for him in a different part of the business which is great so if you're trying to get your big smoke visa badge well that's become one bar easier this week because you now don't have to go to angel it's always sad to see a bar close and of the managed brewdog bars it's really only been homerton that shut um since they've opened hong kong and warsaw franchises fell through but uh, the only managed bar has been homerton so not ideal but uh, to be commended that the business has taken this decision. The second piece of news is about the I'll wonderful... Just, uh, I'll just chip in on that one, Andrew. Okay. Sorry. It's, yeah, it is. It's 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 great for the business. Um, it's sad for the staff because I'm quite sure... I mean, I've seen the comments of people saying how lovely they were. Um, I'm sad because I never got the stamp, but okay. You know, that's a little thing. But um, the thing I'm most sad about is listeners don't know this, but we got an invite from Brewdog Angel to go down and brew in November. And we and were going to go there and brew our own beer. And then management found out and thought, oh, stuff it, we'll close the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they heard about Joanne's, what was it, the Basil Saison. It's nice. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure. I'm quite sure sinks around. Where do you live? Cambridge? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, sorry, Andrew, carry on. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to break the bad news up with some joy. <laughs> It's not about us. We need to remember that. But yes, it's. It's. I was looking forward to that weekend because uh, I think Bruce, you and I were going to try and do the whole big smoke on the Saturday or something. So it might still happen. <laughs> oh, Which, really? It might still happen. You, you literally but, said, uh, "Yeah, okay. no brewing beer." <laughs> so the second Bruce piece says of okay news, to a lot of things. So I've heard. Um, so the second piece of news is it's it's a an irritating but potentially positive move, which is the wonderful Manchester One Bar, the one on on Peter Street, which is 
uh, one of those old school brew dog bars, compact, friendly, always busy. Um, that one's closing because the building has been uh, repossessed by the landlord to be redeveloped, I believe turned into a hotel. Ah, right, so okay. um, that's one of those where you can't really do much if the landlord doesn't want to lease you the building anymore. There will be an epic closing party and then an equally epic reopening party at the new bar, which they have said will be nearby. Now, I did see yesterday there's been a licence application being put in for a bit a property on Fountain Street. Now, I don't know Manchester that well, but I think that's more up towards the shopping area. Um, so there will be continuity of a city centre Manchester bar, but uh, that lovely sort of, as I say, old school brew dog space that's there on Peter Street will be no more. I know a lot of people were like, oh, what? Manchester's closing. This is the worst news ever, but at least it's not all bad news. The team there, right? Um, I love that bar. I know Neil Fletcher will be like, oh my God, panic attack. Yeah, there's, I've, I don't see a date for when the change is happening, but uh, we'll update you as soon as we have that information. See the um, Edinburgh with the Edinburgh Airport? Hmm. Is that the yeah. only airport bar they have? So At far. the moment. Okay. There was there was plans for Manchester as well, I believe. Manchester uh, and Alicante. Coming to that, has... But again, that is another question. Yeah, there were plans for Manchester and Alicante with different partners at one point. Um, Joe, it's time. Yes. Bruce, you know, I, I kind of... I, I like trains. <laughs> <laughs> right? But not in like a, a model collector way or, a, or a, a, you know, like a, a train spottery going out and noting down numbers way. Right? What, I just, just an essential I way. I kind of find the whole thing... Well, I just find some people like planes, some people like cars. I kind of think trains are interesting. I've got very fond memories from when I was a kid. So being tight, I was, <laughs> tight to I, the tracks. <laughs> I was pretty gutted when I saw that there was a brew dog train idea being floated, oh, but it was going the opposite way of what I'll be able to travel. <laughs> Joe, tell the listeners all about it. So the lovely Abby, our stamp queen, and. Uh, Hello, Abby. Plain, plain queen as well. Seems to be our transport queen now because the idea has been put forward for a chartered train to and from Aberdeen for the AGM. There are two potential routes depending on demand. Route one would be London to Aberdeen via the East Coast route, which goes through Peterborough, York, Newcastle and Edinburgh. The second route is Carnforth to Aberdeen via Carlisle, Cote Bridge near Glasgow. They fought to try and get Glasgow, but the lines just don't work that way. Uh, Stirling, Perth and Dundee. Uh, the plan is that it will just pick up passengers. It's not going to stop and let us go to bars if you're on it, uh, unfortunately, because the train Ooh. will be in the way of other trains. Um, so it's just picking people up, but it will go up to the AGM, possibly early, uh, and arrive in, a in Aberdeen early Friday evening and leave on Sunday some requests have been put in on the forum for it to leave on Monday, so I believe Abby is looking into that. Uh, original thoughts were standard class carriages, which would allow 620 passengers, or some of the carriages can be swapped out for first class passengers, meaning less passengers, but with a higher first class ticket cost, it would mean that the standard ticket costs are slightly cheaper. Um, there will, of course, be entertainment and brew dog beer on board. 
Estimated costs would be around £100 to £130 for the Peterborough London route and £40 to £80 for the Stirling Edinburgh Cote Bridge Newcastle York. Yeah, that's route. all right. With, yeah, and this is a return. Uh, with slightly less for Perth and Dundee. These are just estimated costs at the moment. Don't hold anybody to those costs. And, of course, there will be a stamp. This now, all sounds very exciting. It does. Very exciting. I have several questions. Yes. First of all, before we say anything else, must stress to anyone listening, this is just an idea. Yes, nothing, nothing is put in Nothing place will yet. might come to it. And, of course, we're talking about next year's AGM anyway. Yep. So, Abby, I hope um, I hope it all comes off because I think there was a lot of excitement about it. Yeah, I'll get, I'll, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'd love to do. The it. hub seems quite excited about it. His only concern is toilets. Amazing. There's plenty of <laughs> toilets on trains. <laughs> well, that's but that's what I, I, I said. get. Why? That's what I said. And do they not just dump the things just as long as you don't pee in? Well, the... that's my next question. What what class of train carriage is it, Joe? Um, it's oh, those boy. really lovely old. Worldy ones. What? Shut up. What, the yes. ones where they sit six to a thing and they've got slidey doors in the corridor? Oh, I don't oh, think no. they're those ones. Those might be the first class ones, maybe. No, I hope they don't do first class. I, I hope, hope. I don't. I hope I they don't just do keep it all the world. Oh, I'll pay for first yeah, class. I think no, no, I'll pay for first class. You always pay I'll for pay. first class. I've got another yeah. question. You mentioned entertainment. What entertainment is there going to be on a train? Oh, I don't know. DJ. It doesn't say. One man band going up and down the carriage. You should put down any ideas, right? So, Bruce, you should put that on the forum. <laughs> yeah, like, I can that DJ. DJ. They were putting and together a, a, um, a playlist of yeah. <laughs> train-related songs. Yeah. I could, I, could, I could do some magic tricks to people at the table. Can we get Ringo Starr walking up and down just talking about Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> I've just got... Oh, hello, I've just, Ivor. I've just got... Is that your Welsh friend again? Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot him. I'm going to be uh, a dissenting the... voice on this. That I think it sounds oh, absolutely God, horrendous. Oh, God, don't ruin Do it. Do you think so? I think, I, 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 I think unfortunately, it won't happen because there's so... 600 is a lot of bodies to sell tickets to. And by somewhere around about Newark Northgate you know that annoying stop on the London to Edinburgh train there's going to be vomit everywhere it's going to be horrendous if (laughs) it's just for the time it takes and the cost it takes I'd rather fly and go to Inverurie and Ellen and still have time to do the Aberdeen bars before all the London people get there that's my take wow Wow. sorry Greta but I'm flying oh oh (laughs) Yes, because it's also Good. more environmentally it's, friendly. But how environmentally oh. friendly is it to have a 1970s diesel engine chugging its way up north at a slower <laughs> speed? It might not be. They might do with, electric all the way up to Edinburgh. Yeah. With, with everybody they else might have chugging on the train. Them. And anyway, yeah, exactly. Getting 600-odd EFPs up to Aberdeen on a train is a hell of a lot more. Anyway, shut up. It's just because they haven't got <laughs> Speedbird 100 on there. If they brewed a special beer that you only got on the train, then you'd be interested. And also, shut up! <laughs> I think it sounds God. like absolutely I'm very hell. excited I, for it. I knew I'm still I'd catching get excited. It. <laughs> I'm still catching it. Uh, Bruce, tell us about these beer awards. Beer awards, um, yes. They, they won heaps. Tell us all about it. Beer awards were uh, last Thursday, the 19th of September, and they were held in Edinburgh. Um, there was loads and loads of awards. Um, gold, bronze and silver, different awards for different categories. You want to, what do you want to know? Do you want to know who won Scottish Brew of the Year or does it not matter because it wasn't Brewdog? Uh, no, I just want to know all the ones that Brewdog and Overworks won. Please. Right, Brewdog Overworks won. Beer of the Year, that was uh, that was Sleekest Sour, uh, Brewdog Overworks. I had no idea why that won it. Well, that's because you haven't got uh, any taste buds that are worse yeah. anything. Nope, Best Lager, nah. Uh, best Pilsner, nah. I'm surprised Indy wasn't in there. Uh, best Pale Ale, that was Vagabond. 
I'm surprised. What do you mean? You're surprised Indy wasn't in there. Indy's in, not a pilsner. Indy is no, literally not, not a pilsner. Mm. That's like saying why why didn't Milky Bar no, win no, the no. best dark chocolate? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Look, we've got best lager. I've kind of jumped. We've got best lager. We've got best pilsner. So anyway, Vagabond won best ale, pale ale. Um, no, no brew dogs for the IPAs. It's interesting that Vagabond <sighs> won the pale ale when it, it wasn't a category for gluten free. It just happens mm. to be gluten free. Yeah. Was a really good thing. Best Sour, which is uh, Sleek at Sour for Brewdog, which you know like, won Best Beer overall. Uh, but they also won Cosmic Crush Raspberry um, and the, the Silver and the Bronze for Cosmic Crush Cherry. And that was for the Sours. The other ones we have, um, no, no, there's nothing there. Nut Porter's nothing, Stout's nothing. Oh, Fierce, Fierce won a lot, which is actually good. Some you can beat that one. one. Best Porter. Fruit Forward. Didn't they win yet. the porter with zombie why, why cake? Why would that be fierce? Have I said porter, have I? Best porter. You said porter. Oh, zombie cake. Oh, yeah, right enough. Yeah. <laughs> Best fruit forward, <laughs> Elvis juice. Other than that, we have Best Speciality Beer, which was 10 ton, 10 ton truck Vietnamese coffee edition. Which, yes, I, I, I do did enjoy that one. Um... That was basically it. And the best beer event, funnily enough, was the Brewdog AGM. All right. And this is in Scotland, of course. We should point that out. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's nice. But it is nice because the AGM is a fantastic beer event. I mean, I know there are other stuff. There's Edinburgh Craft Beer Festival that we love and there's loads of other smaller things go on around. But yeah. The world famous Newton Arms Craft Beer Festival. Hey. I should have been in there. <laughs> Jacob Wise was giving out the awards, wasn't she, in a sparkly red suit? Did you see any of the photos from the Overworks boys that were all dressed in these lamy, shiny suits? It was amazing. (laughs) Terrible, I think the words you're you're trying to say. Oh, coming from the man who's got hair like that today. (laughs) Well, curtains going on. Yeah, there's some curtains going on. Fair enough. What? I'm not hot. I'm not speaking to you. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm so unhappy with you right now, Andrew. Because you want to cuddle the train. (laughs) (laughs) this is probably one of the things I'm going to agree with Rob on here is yes I hope this train journey does go ahead because I'm so on it Uh, Bruce (laughs) can you uh, ask me about the uh, Masters Tour please you won on the Masters Tour didn't you Rob I did Bruce and it's funny you should mention that could tell Um, us about it yeah, it was really cool. So I managed to get on the Masters Tour. So they've, uh, quick reminder, the Masters Tour, there was three of them. There was one with Richard from Overworks. There was one with Stephen from uh, Brewdog Distillery. There we go. And there was uh, the one that I went on, which was with Jason Pond. Uh, so it was like a normal tour. <laughs> just find that funny and funny. Sorry, Jason. Anyway. Um, Yes, mine was with uh, Jason, the head of brewing at Brewdog. Uh, lovely, lovely guy. And we went, it was a three-hour tour. Uh, basically, it was like uh, an hour and a half going around the actual brewery itself, but with Jason. And the difference here was, this isn't someone who, bless them, they're brilliant. But this isn't someone trained to take people around on the tour and tell them the history of Brewdog. This is Jason taking you around, going up to the fermentation vessels and taking samples out and then talking to you about what he was thinking when he brewed this beer. Mm. I got to taste the work in progress new version of Hazy Jane. Oh, how was that? Well, it was a work in progress. I mean, it it was nowhere near finished, so I wouldn't like to say, but I mean, what I tasted was 
Lovely. So, yeah. Um, it was really, really interesting. Uh, loads of interesting facts. I've got a tiny bit of audio. It was just a quick chat with Jason at the end. I wasn't going to record it while I was there. But, uh, yeah, have a quick listen to this. Jason, you have just given up three and a bit hours of your precious time. And after doing this tour, I really understand how precious that time is. Thank you very much. How has it been spending time with a small group of annoying punks this afternoon? It's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, you guys are EFPs, and this is what we live for. I, I, I love being evangelical about what we do. I, I love it. Brilliant. Now, a um, couple of things. And your role's changing slightly. Yeah, that, we were talking about that today. Um, you're going to be much more involved with the worldwide uh, aspects of BrewDog. So, um, yeah, what, what does that mean in terms of uh, the, how things compare in the UK and the US and things like that? Well, hopefully we can get more control over it and also get more collaborative creativity from all the sites as well, too. So taking what we've learned in the US as far as what that market likes, taking you know what we learned in Germany as to what that market likes and being able to not make the same mistakes as we open up Australia, open up China and really evolve the UK as well too. So one of the biggest surprises for me this afternoon was was when you were talking about um, the things that BrewDog have been able to do because of the EFP community. Could you talk about that just for a sec? Yeah, I mean, I, I firmly believe that the the insane growth that BrewDog has been able to achieve over the last decade or so, it's centered solely around the EFPs. And, you know, you can get investment from bankers, from investment firms, from, you know, multiple sources. But when you get it from a crowdfunding, you're also winning the hearts and minds of an army of individuals that can just be evangelical about what they just invested in. And the, the word of mouth really spread like wildfire. And it, to me, I think really established BrewDog as a true independent craft brewer and let us do what most breweries take decades to do in a very short amount of time. Yeah, and a great practical example of that was looking at some of the equipment that you've taken us around today. I mean, that wouldn't be possible were it not for the investment from the community. No, it wouldn't. And I mean, that new canning loom we got there on site four as well too, it's probably the most state-of-the-art canning line here in the UK, and that's solely possible to you guys. So thank you. Yeah, and also possible because you helped design it and got the damn thing installed. So. Uh, Jason, um, really appreciate it. We've enjoyed some good beers with you. Um, what's next for you? What's coming up in the next few months? Anything exciting? Uh, hop selection. Flying out to Yakima, Washington for a couple weeks here in September to go select some beautiful hops. Awesome. Uh, thanks again, buddy. I really appreciate your time. Today's been brilliant, and I'm now off to have another Speedbird, I think, because it's too good. Thank you, buddy. Uh, thank you. Yep, that was me and Jason. And yeah, uh, uh, there's just loads of interesting facts came out. I'm sure they'll come to me. But I think one of the, the, the things that really struck me most was when we were looking at the new canning line, I was kind of nerding out a little bit at the technology and the fact that this whole massive, massive canning line has been made specifically for BrewDog, for them. This isn't just something they've bought in. It's been designed by Jason to make sure, you know, in a collaboration with the team there. And there was a couple of things that's stunning about it. It's huge, and it's operated by three people at a time, which when you see the size of it, you're going, three people can work this entire thing. Uh, and I think the second thing that really got me was I brought up the question of, I said to him, so who paid for all this? Is this like, is this something that's bought and being paid back? And, and Jason said, oh, no, no, this, this is EFP's money. And I said, really? He's like, yeah, this, in, and I was really clear on this, the entire canning line that's there now, which is doing such incredibly hard work, 
is only there because we've invested in BrewDog. And I think it's one of the first few times I've sort of been able to physically see and touch something that you can say, yes, because we've invested in BrewDog, this exists. If we hadn't, if BrewDog was growing at the steady pace that most businesses grow, we this wouldn't be happening now. Um, and, and it was just really nice. So um, hello to everybody who was there on that tour. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we've got plenty of beers down the next afterwards. And then Jason was really kind. He hung around afterwards. He's super reluctant to do social media or come on the podcast. But uh, he was very kind there. So, yeah. Excellent. There we go. Uh, okay, we're going to play the Breed Up Believe audio in a moment. Uh, make a little change from the FP audio. But first, Bruce, why don't uh-huh. you cue us up with a question to keep the listeners on their toes? Sure. In September 2013, Brewdog released two chili-infused beers. One was called Chili Hammer. Can you name the other? I know it was disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> here's the audio. These are the things that we believe in. The things that we work for. That we strive for. That we fight for. These are the things that underpin everything we do. We believe in world-class craft beer. And we're on a mission to put the taste, the passion, and the craftsmanship back into people's beer glasses. We believe in community ownership. Our business is part owned by a community of over 70,000 beer lovers from all over the planet. We believe in independence. In an industry dominated by faceless corporations. We are making a stand for independence, a stand for authenticity, and a stand for craft. We believe in giving back. Business can be a force for good. Via our groundbreaking unicorn fund, we give away 20% of our annual profits. We believe in radical transparency. From our beer recipes to our financials. And from our profits to our future plans. We share everything. We believe in being a great employer. We believe that our long-term destiny will be completely dependent on how well we look after our amazing people. We believe in taking a stand. Most companies are scared to take a stand for the things they believe in. We are not scared. And finally, we believe that good people drink good beer. People like me. And 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 me. Cheers. We also believe in ghosts, but there wasn't enough space on the list and it wasn't really relevant here, but go ghosts. Okay, in September 2013, Brewdog released two chili-infused beers. One was called Chili Hammer. Can you name the other one? Joanne or Neon Andrew? Overlord. Neon Overlord, Bruce? It was indeed Neon yes. Overlord. Well done. Finally got one of these questions right. Excellent. You don't win a thing. No. Excellent. Except for the glory. Uh, we're keen to hear from you here in the Brewdog News podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224-518-501 and leave us a message. We've got two messages this episode. Well, Ooh. three, technically. Um, here's the first one. Uh, I actually, this is Kev from Board Digital, and he said, uh, I've got a message for you, and he sent me the message, and I'm now going to play you the first one he said, because it made me laugh out loud. Hey, uh, Brewdog News podcast. Um, what are you hearing? Not at all creepy. He sounds like Dylan from the Magic Roundabout. <laughs> yeah. So when he sent the slightly less creepy message, uh, this is the one that Kev actually sent. Kevin here. Um, I saw a little um, message from James recently when he was in Manchester talking about some exciting new plans. Um, any news? Any goss? Anything? Anyway, love the show. 
Did he just click at the end? Yeah, yeah, he did. And I'm pretty sure he did a finger gun as well when oh, he did it. That's what I was imagining when I heard it. <laughs> um, he also thinks you're Steve, right? When he says loving the show. Yeah, love the show, <laughs> Steve. Um, yeah, so I saw James's messages, but it was on all these social platforms going, I'm in Manchester. We've got something exciting we're building. Stitcher. More soon. And you're like, oh, thanks for that. Anybody any heard any inside goss? Anybody want to take a random guess? Airport, maybe. Oh, maybe. Building an airport. An airport? No, the airport bar. Airport bar. No, see, I don't think that. I think well, the terminology there new... we were going to open. Well, remember that the closure of Peter Street too. isn't that public yet, so could just be opening the new central Manchester yeah, bar. Yeah, the replacement. Scoping that yeah. out. Given the planning application <laughs> this week... It would make the timings make sense that he uh, was there to basically rubber stamp that one. It'd be quite nice if the Manchester bar was a surprise and was open in time for me going to Ibiza. I just realised where this Manchester airport hints that you've been talking about are going. It's because you're going to Ibiza. <laughs> yes. You might be on the next podcast from Ibiza. Oh, hey. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Kev. No answers for you there. Just a bit annoying. We don't know. Uh, right, here's our next message. <laughs> that was the worst call ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, what's his answer to this? Not the idea. Don't know. Brilliant. <laughs> next. Uh, and our last message. This one's from a uh, friend of the show, of course. This is Watty. Oh, it gets better. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast. Watty here for you all. Meldrum, for you doing today. Hope you boys are keeping fine. Uh, Bob, I have a message to pass on to you. Esther uh, has seen your profile picture on the Twitters and she went quite fancy. Maybe he out for a wee drink and see if he's get on. No. Fit kind of place would you take her to? And fit kind of drink and food would you take her uh, eating? Thing you get out. Sorry, I'm off a distracted because Dougie's taking a look at uh, the vet. He's taking a look. No, Dougie? Dougie? No, no, no. Oh me! Oh, I'm going to hate again. Uh, uh, oh, the peer vet. Uh, I'll catch you later, Bob. Cheerio. Bye bye. Right. So, come on, Bruce. Explain. Wait. You better translate first of all for those who don't understand what he's actually saying. What is? Uh, what is? What is? Got a friend called Esther who quite fancies you, Bob. Is that right? Is this what's happening? Uh, Rob. But yes, thank you. Oh yeah, so Rob. <laughs> and um, the question is. Where would you take Esther to on a date? And what kind of food would you take her to? Uh, well, that's quite easy. Uh, I am not currently available on the market. Uh, so Ooh. I wouldn't take her anywhere. And so I'd probably just have a packet of crisps. Jalapeno? Absolutely not. <laughs> Excuse me. Right. Less of the nonsense. Let's get back to the news. We've got an awful lot to cover, considering it's been about a month since we last recorded. Uh, 15 stories to cover. Uh, if we don't want this podcast to go on forever, let's try and do it in 15 minutes. I'll keep you right on the time. 15 minutes starting now. Bruce, go with our first one. So the first one is the Brewdog range for 2020. Um, they are the 20, the core range. Do you want to hear the core range very quickly? Very quick. About a minute. Flagship. The flagships are Punk IP, Lost Lager and Brewdog Pale Ale. Headliners, Hazy Jane, 5.2%. Easy, Jane. Quench Cake, Dead Pony Club, Clockwork Tangerine, Elvis Juice at 6.5%. Amplified Double Hazy Jane, looking forward to that one actually. And Jackhammer, good to see Jackhammer back. The Seasonals, Duopolis, 
Estomatic, Cybernaut and 5AM Saint. The Brewdog Alcohol Free Range, or Brewdog AF. It's Punk AF, Hazy AF, Nanny State, or and Stout AF. No one has ever said AF. Well, they have now. <laughs> it's AF. 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 And gluten-free, you've got uh, Vagabond GIF and Kingpin GIF. And listeners, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and the brew dog I... the amplified. Just shut up, right? The one-off brews in January coming up is Old Dogma and Libertine Black Ale. I think there's a lot of Libertine fans will look forward to that coming back. Okay. February Oat and Cream IPA, Coco Psycho Espresso cans. March Ooh. Paradox to be see to be confirmed. That means 2020 and there's Pog Hammer, P O G. Anybody know what that means? Well over time. Was it passion fruit? Pa- Sorry, pas- and guava. Papaya, and then orange, guava. From Oh, that's the one. And from April to December, there is roughly around about 12 different new beers um, in total. Ace, thanks, Second Bruce. question, go. Go, Joe. Oh, me. Uh, yeah, you got so, 20 seconds. Great, <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks. Uh, EFP Home Tasting Kit. So to promote the brand in our top EU investment markets, Equity Punks in those areas can get a free home tasting kit to share with their friends What's who they want to in introduce to Brewdog. Yes, it will include six beers, which are Elvis Juice, Lost Lager, Punk IPA, Clockwork Tangerine, Dead Pony and Indie. And a beer school booklet, which sounds amazing. And then they are encouraged to say who they will share the beer with. Uh, who, the bear? Who they yeah. will share the beer yeah. with. And uh, then to post their beer school on social media with the hashtag, hashtag punk to punk. The countries that are included are Belgium, Finland, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, the Netherlands, Spain, and Sweden. UK? No. No. Oh. no, we don't get one. Though I would love one for my women's beer group, but we're Actually, not going to get them. If you we- nosy down that thread on the forum, you'll find that they are going to send us one. <gasps> really nice Yay. of them. Really nice. <laughs> they did this so for the UK. So we can review it and plug it properly. They did this Yay. for the UK about four or five years ago when we were less developed, but I guess Europe's the focus now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, yes. uh, you've got the next one. I'm going to I'm going to describe a video that I've not seen, so bear with me. It is Die East Planet Brew Dog. Here we go. This is the AGM video. So a high shot coming in. There's people in the queue. It says, "Welcome to Brew Dog." That's it's Brew Dog. There's shots from people in the bar. Oh, there's the painting, and there's people t- t- brewing tasteries. There's the distilling. Somebody with a beard giving a talk. There's the hawks area. There's another talk. A man with a fancy moustache giving a having a drink. Lots of people clapping. Oh, there's James on stage with a microphone and his his flat cap. There's uh, a crane. Oh, there's a drone. That's what it is. There's oh no, it's not a drone. It's a balloon. Actually, the bottle of balloon drop into space. And is a putting? Oh, there's putting. Look at that. And there's, a, there's Fisher spray painting something. There's somebody on a bike. There's t-shirts. There's, oh, ladies cuddling. Oh, there's the music. Here's the band. Lots of hair and beards. Um, there's drinks. There was a girl in a small kilt dancing. Oh, there's a DJ. A DJ, cool. One person dancing to the DJ. Um, giant Jenga in the gardens outside. Cheers, everybody. And I think that basically ends it. Oh, no. And there's a double, another cheers. Brewdog. Uh, that was the wrong video, mate. <laughs> What you sent me a link to? <laughs> I was joking. Oh, well done, Bruce. Uh, and that is our comprehensive review of the European AGM, which happened just a few weeks ago. Perfect. 
Right, uh, we're well over time. I've got to catch up here. Uh, beer in space um, at the AGM. Uh, James attached a bottle of beer to a weather balloon. They sent it up into space and it came back down again. And that was it. And now it's going in the museum that they're going to create there. Okay, that's that one. Joe? Uh, just like they did with Tower Hill, there is now a 3D Brewdog Berlin that you can have a look at on your computers or with your virtual reality headset so you feel like you're actually there Um, there's points of interest in it where you can get extra information best things about it you can see that lovely artwork by fisher and you can see all the bits in the beer museum that i really liked so you can be like you're in the beer museum and you can read all the posters and things exciting all right that's really cool i will try this out uh we're, we're we're catching up on time nicely andrew you've got the next one so there is a duel going on this very Sunday afternoon. It's Reading against Bristol and it is Battle of the Bottle Shares. Apparently Brighton's having one too, but nobody's really trash-talking Brighton. There are over 10 EFPs in each of the Reading and Bristol bars and they're doing an, a bottle share. It happens every month and if you'd like to get involved in one, speak to your local Brewdog bar manager um, or check out on the forum. The beers look epic. It's mostly sours, barley wines and saisons, sort of things like Everyday Anarchist has been in, in Reading. There's a Little Earth Barley Wine in Reading 2. Ooh, Bristol have Jester King Lambic there. There's three Floyd's Wheat Wine. There's Share This Coffee from the brewery in Bristol as well. I think Bristol's winning at the moment, but this isn't a battle I want to get involved because blood may be spilled. I like that idea. That's a really cool idea. Mm. Yeah, nice one. Uh, I've got the next one. It is Hawks. Hang on, can I can I just say that um, Red Reading have just stopped for brownies, so I think they're winning now. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Hawks, um, the wonderful cider people, they are heading to the United States of America, as we mentioned on the podcast. In fact, they've not wasted any time. They are officially launching there on Sunday, October the 6th. If you head to the brewery in Columbus, they are putting on a full day festival from 12 till 7 p.m. I'm super jealous. Simon from uh, Hawks will be there. He's a great guy. Go and meet him. Especially if you're going, oh, what's, what's this all this craft cider about? This guy will have you going, oh, wow, I'm never drinking rubbish cider ever again within about three seconds. Yeah, I think it's sold out really quickly. Yeah, cool. Cider House will be there. Rheingeist will be there. Mad Moon will be there. Angry Orchard, Down East, Original Sin, Bean, loads and loads more breweries are going to be there. So, yeah, don't mess around. Get your tickets if they haven't already sold out, as Andrew said. And if they have, whinge at them so as they increase the capacity. Who's got the next one? Me. Go, pa- Bruce. Packaging. Packaging. Jim, yeah, well, Jim, this is going to be good to describe yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> James, I'll, I'll easily describe it for you. James put up a post saying, we're looking to change packaging. Here's some very early drafts. Wow. Nah, I, I mean, a designer's worked on that. A team's discussed it. They've yeah. presented it. James has gone to the forum to get feedback and you just yawn in his face. Interestingly... 59% say, I like this overall and we should explore this further. I agree, I think we should explore it further. And 41% say, no, just leaving, leave it as it is. I think I think there maybe needs to be some kind of travel to change packaging, but uh, I know it's a raw concept, but it, it looks, as somebody, somebody I'm, I'm, will I name and shame? No, but somebody does say, it looks like it's a supermarket's own design. Yeah, but I think the important thing is that it's, I think they said on the thread, it's been five years since the design of the packaging's changed. Mm. And you have to keep changing because everybody else does. We have to keep moving forward. So, well, I agree yeah. with that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so hopefully they get to something that doesn't make Bruce yawn. Yeah. Hmm, Andrew, you've got number nine. 
It's the end of September, which means around the country, students are returning to their halls and flats and beans on toast and kebabs. And Brewdog, have you sorted? If you've got a student ID and you want good food and craft beer, then the Brewdog student deals have been revamped for this year. You can now get a burger or a pizza and a pint of punk for £10 outside of London, £15 inside of London every day of the week. So it used to be just a daytime thing with just a flat discount. It's now a specific food and drink offer all day long. You head to brewdog.com slash students and you can find out how to get this. Um, There's free burgers and pizzas in different cities at different times, depending when the students return. So go and check that out. And there's also a special price of Desk Dog, which is where you can basically use Brewdog as a hot desking centre with uh, unlimited coffee, free Wi-Fi and a pint of punk. Just £5 for students. Check out the Brewdog website for that. Nice. I wish I was a student again. Yeah. 20 years ago. If I'd, known, if I'd known then just how much discounts I was getting at the various pubs and things, I would have so taken more advantage of it. Well, to be fair, I did. That's why I only got a third. Anyway, uh, Joanne, um, yes. James is on holiday right now, and I imagine he's in what he's been tweeting about. But yes, go for it. Uh, there is a proposal to add a swimming pool to Doghouse. They would like to add a world-class pool, a swim-up <laughs> container bar, and a lazy river to the Doghouse campus. Wait a second. Um, Hold on. Yeah. Why, why did you make that noise, Bruce? What's wrong with oh, the swimming pool? A swimming pool and a lazy, ru- a lazy river. A lazy river. Oh, man. Yeah. What, what, What's no, wrong with no, it, Bruce? Why? Well, I think this is a great idea. Uh, well, I don't know. Just, just uh, people sitting in a... Oh, I don't know. It's a it's a hotel. A swim up bar to grab your punk. It's a hotel. It gets really really hot in Columbus in summer. And if I was going somewhere on holiday, the first thing I'd do on hotels.com or on TripAdvisor is filter by what's got free Wi-Fi, what's got free breakfast, and what has a pool because I like to go for a swim on holiday. Oh, is this at the hotel? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Yes, no, at the hotel. Uh, Where were you thinking it was? Probably Castlegate or something. (laughs) Yeah, no. We're talking about Ohio okay. at, the, at the hotel. Oh, the hotel, yeah, that's, was, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And it was suggested that in the winter they could freeze it over and use it as an ice rink for hockey. That's a so, good idea. That's cool. Multi-purpose. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Bruce, next one. We've mash got tag. three minutes left. We're yeah. on time again. The mash, tag, the mash tag winner has been found. Okay. What is mash tag, very briefly? <laughs> Andrew, can you tell us what mash tag is very mash briefly while Bruce beer, looks it up? It's a beer chosen by people for the people, okay. Yeah, so it's Andrew, a week-long vote of where you first of all, I think you vote on the beer style, then you vote on the malt bill, then you vote on the hops, then you vote on the twist, and in the end, the final round is voting for the label, which EFPs, or just anyone I think can actually submit that. So it's a it's basically a, a general public version of Beatnik and how Beatnik used to be. Um, the beer this year is a guava and sweet orange peel IPA, I think. Oh, uh, it's a 9% red double IPA with guava and sweet orange peel. That sounds Ooh, ace. Double, uh, double 9% as well. Yeah, nice. Oh, wow. And the... the um, Nath Williams Des at Nath Williams Des or Nathan Williams won the the illustration. Yeah, it was nice, nice, uh, really nice abstract design he's got on there. Yeah, that's all yeah. cool. That's me done. Very good. Um, Andrew, you have this one. We have two minutes left, so we are still on schedule. Uh, Joanne is sporting beautifully 
Her Brie Dog Antarctica T-shirt. Yes. This is wonderful. What's that all about? It's absolutely wonderful. So friend of the show, Ben, who joined us at Beatnik, and we had a lovely day together, he has dedicated a ridiculous amount of his time and effort to do a fundraising exercise for Mind, the mental health charity. And he... So Ben's... I'm sure you can tell us himself at some point soon about BrewDog Antarctica, but basically he went for a social media manager job at BrewDog. And as part of that, he created the BrewDog Antarctica Twitter handle to try and show how he could build a community. Um, He ended up not getting the job. I think he was too senior in the end from what he said. But the handle stayed there and it turned into a sort of parody BrewDog account. So fast forward, there's been all sorts of attempts by Twitter to shut it down as a as a parody and so on until BrewDog people themselves said the account should exist. And to celebrate that, Ben has created a t-shirt design from which 100% of the profits will go to Mind in conjunction with Mark Stevens' raffle that we talked about the other week. To get yours, you go to a link. You can find it on the forum. Search for BD Antarctica. Um, it's, it's a long link. HTTPS slash slash bdantarctica.square.site. Uh, you'll find it from the forum. It's doing really, really well. £16, one six for your T-shirt, including postage and packaging. And Ben's put some lovely touches in the envelope as well. And as of this weekend, it has raised over £1,800 from Mind, which is a tremendous effort. Yeah, Plus, you can now get nice. pin badges too. So you can also find the pin badges to complement it. So It's really cool, really cool. Yeah, really chuffed and actually weirdly proud of Ben because he's done such a great thing for the community. He's a lovely guy. And um, yeah, it's so nice to see someone taking yep. their own time to do something good. And embarrassingly, I've not ordered mine yet, so I, I will Rubbish. do. Rubbish. I know I will. Shame, I will. shame. Ah, oh, you've been busy. But seeing that, you can, <laughs> if, you, if you look for Be, if you look for Brewdog Antarctica on Twitter, you should be able to get information there as well. Yeah. Yeah, good exactly. Show. Yep. Okay, Joe, uh, we're almost well with about 20 seconds left, but I don't think people mind if we're two minutes over. Go for it. Hop Drop. What's right. that? Hop Drop is a new app that was launched, which allows you to order a range of BrewDog beers direct from your local bar and to order from your table when you are at the bar. Uh, so beers ordered from home will be put into 500 millimeter cans, also known as crowlers, uh, and delivered to you within one hour. From the table, you can also order food and soft drinks. This is currently available at Brighton, Bristol, Brixton, Clapham, Manchester and Shoreditch. So go and give it a a try if you're near any of those. More will hopefully be rolled out as time goes on. Yeah, give it a try. If it doesn't work, you have a bad experience, that's really valuable feedback. Yeah, let them know. As well, before they start rolling this out to everyone. Yep. And I'll just finish off with the last one then. This is um, on the thread we discussed a few podcasts ago, Overheard in BrewDog. This is the one where uh, people are sharing stories about random stuff that they've heard in BrewDog. Uh, This little story made me laugh. This is from uh, BrewDog Matt. He's really active uh, in the community as Matt. Obviously works in one of the bars. I think it's Manchester. Doesn't really matter. Mm, I don't think it is. Okay, had two guys, this is what he wrote, yeah, Matt Sheffield, had two guys come in that obviously had a few too many, so I politely explained to them that I wouldn't serve them and why. They then told me our door staff said it was fine. He even went back outside to check with the door staff again and came back and told me it's fine to serve him. After a few more minutes of me politely but firmly asking them to leave, they eventually gave up and left. Plot twist, we have no door staff. Who? 
Oh, that made me laugh. Um, brilliant. Thanks for sharing that, Matt. Okay, uh, next up, uh, I'm just going to cut straight into the audio here uh, with the Andrew, a chat with Andrew Sinclair, which then leads into our chat with JB. So over to me and Andrew. Uh, joining me just now is Andrew Sinclair. Uh, Andrew, you, you're doing something kind of I'm unexpected. You've just come out of a brew dog bar in Dundee and now you're at the gym. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. Just had myself a third of a Pink Moon wheat beer and it was fantastic. Awesome. Most people go for the beer after they've been in the gym, not the other way around, you know. <laughs> Usually they do, but I had some time to kill before I started. <laughs> What a perfect way to kill it. So, yeah, the reason I've got you on is, uh, as you know, we've got this conversation with uh, JB from Brewdog Queued Up. He's the man who um, absolutely knows everything that's going on with new bar openings and, uh, you know, he's heavily involved in all that stuff. But we had a conversation about um, Inverness. Um, yeah, can you, just for our listeners, can you remember what we were talking about on that? Yeah, basically we were talking about uh, how some people could obviously be disappointed that the Inverness bar hadn't opened and we had a conversation about uh, the podcast covering it and if it would cover it, originally the idea was that we didn't think it was big news because it does happen a lot. Uh, Then we looked at it again and thought, well, why not? Why shouldn't we cover it? Because people would probably like to hear what our thoughts are on it. Um, Looking at bars like St Andrews and that as well, it's happened before. Uh, but there's, there's there's no need to worry about it because at the end of the day, St Andrews is now opened up. I can imagine that Inverness will open up in the future as well. Yeah, I wasn't paying too much attention to the St Andrews bar opening. In fact, to my shame, I've still not even been there yet. <laughs> um, really keen to get there, as you know. But um, yeah, obviously St Andrews was one that's close to you. That must have been frustrating as hell then to find out it was opening and then it wasn't and then it is. And well, Definitely, because St Andrews is closer to my work. So a lot of times I would finish work and think about going to St Andrews. When I found out it wasn't opening originally, of course it was disappointing now. Do you, do you think Brewdog should never announce that a bar is opening until almost like it's like the doors are ready to open? It's such a difficult thing to say because St. Inverness looked so clear to be opening with a selling, what was that, a coffee shop or a bakery? It looked like it was set in stone and I'm guessing it was the council that had a, an issue with it. So it's probably quite difficult to, to say. Yeah. What would you say yourself? Um, I don't know. It is it is hard because like you start you want to build up an excitement about the place, but I understand these things happen. So, uh, Andrew, um, you, you've kind of perfectly queued up now this chat with JB. Um, let's get some answers from the man himself. Uh, before I do that, I shall let you get on with your gym sesh. Uh, hope to catch up and have a beer with you soon, buddy. And uh, thank you very much for giving us your time today. Thank you very much for your time, Robert. See you again next time. No worries. Thanks, babe. Take care. Bye. Right on the line now, it is the one and only, the mythical, the man, the legend. It is uh, a slightly croaky voiced JB. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, yeah, for the <laughs> folks who don't know who JB is at all and wondering why I'm going on about, they might have seen you stood up on some bar tops recently because you've been doing quite a few of the bar toasts. Would you mind, uh, be very generous, if you just introduce yourself and say sort of what your day-to-day role is? Okay, um, my name's JB. Um, actually, my name is, real name is James, but there's some other guy in the company with a similar name. That, um, so I rebranded when I joined um, 
nearly four years ago now. Um, and um, my job title is uh, retail director. And I don't have a typical day, um, and that's why I love my job. Um, I get to go and travel around bars, speak to bartenders, talk about beer, talk about food a lot as well, um, and um, and help the teams deliver. Yeah, and, and I should also say as well, JB, that you know, as part of doing all that, you, you're also spending quite a lot of time, you know, on the forum and and you know, checking in mm-hmm. with folk and you're. Um, you're not. I know you're not someone who likes to be like out there particularly, but you do a damn good job of it. So um, yeah, that's brilliant. Listen, I, I actually, I love, I love the time on the forum because um, I, I love to get feedback and and um, the, our biggest fans are on there, and also quite rightly so. Sometimes our biggest critics, and it it, it makes us get better at what we do. Yeah. Um, and and I love some of the debates we have, and I love some of the. The compliments that team get, it's really good to be involved. So um, I'm, a, I'm an addict, I'm afraid. I don't think you're getting well performed with Jensen. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, I've got a question for you though. I'll come back to that in a bit yeah. uh, one thing okay. I did want to ask uh, listeners will remember it was only uh, a few episodes ago was chatting with David he went down in um, Manchester Oxford Road and David uh, and it was mm-hmm. just after that that David got promoted so uh, does that mm-hmm. now mean that your roles changed are you taking on some of the the things that David used to take care of yeah a bit um, not a huge deal of change but um but uh, there's some direct reports used to report directly into David that have now reporting to me. Um, the good news about the, the change is that it allowed some of my team who are just fantastic, people like Sam Hughes, um, to get a bit more responsibility and a little bit of a promotion. So Sam Hughes is now Head of Operations for UK. Um, she's been with the business for coming up for five years um, and she's an absolute grafter out and about in the bars um, day in, day out. And, and her, her bars, she used to look after Scotland before that. And um, she's done an amazing job. So I've been trying to get her to come on this podcast for ages because she's absolutely brilliant, and she just does not like having a microphone anywhere near her. So yeah, I'm, I'll yeah, guess I know, one yeah, day, so. one day I'll get her on. I'm sure. So yeah, cool. Well, let's just fire straight into these questions then. Um, yeah. First one, the big news: uh, Brewdog Angel. We've we've already discussed earlier. Uh, that one's closed, business decisions. I mean, I suppose the question is, you, you've already outlined why it had to close. W- was it a tough decision uh, from your point of view? Was that just like, all right, we've tried everything, we're done? Um, I suppose yes and no. I think that um, uh, one of the challenges is that when you open these cases is you put your, you put your heart and soul, and like our teams put our heart and soul into these businesses, you know, and then um, we've done that like three times at this specific particular location. It's the closest location to my house, <laughs> so it's another decision-making factor. Wow. Um, and um, so, yeah, and I think that, as I said in my note, that like I don't think we we had a like we've got some great teams in there. Don't get me wrong, but the team in Angel were brilliant. I never heard a bad word about the place. I loved it on Instagram when they used to do this thing where number of days since the last glass broke, and I'd like I'd follow that quite closely. Where if they went into yeah. the bar, I'd check on there. So, like they were such a great team, and Ellery is one of our. One of our all-time greatest hires is absolutely fantastic. So passionate about beer. If anyone was to lead the project um, uh, to do the kind of brewing on site and home brew stuff, it was him. And it, I suppose that makes it the hard, the hard decision. I suppose on paper and a profitability on a sales perspective is the easy side. When it comes to people, emotion, and and I suppose um, I suppose time and effort you put in personally and your team have put in personally to a location, that's where it becomes tough. Yeah. So well, I mean, that's I didn't know that. I mean, if if 
if that's the brew dog bar closest to where you live then yes that is not <laughs> you aren't going to close that on a whim absolutely not so. um and also yeah. yeah while we're on the sort of bad news of closing bars then so uh, manchester that was a bit of a bombshell um what happened there yeah um well um, we've known for a wee while that the, um, the landlord was keen to do something with the building. We'd heard a few rumours, um, and at some yeah, kind of early in the year, we got told, "Listen, um, there's there's definitely plans here to um, to knock the building down and make a hotel." Um, and um, it was obviously super sad news for us, um, very similar to the angel question. Um, it was bad news for both reasons, um, profitability and sales wise. It was a great a great little side for us, but. I suppose more so it's like heartbreaking because it's been such a key site for our development and growth over the years. Um, both the money it's generated and the growth it's allowed us to achieve. But from a people people side of it, um, we've had loads of great times there. Um, we've had, I did a dogs on deck shift a couple of years ago at Christmas there. It was great. Our manager, Sadeen, who, who heads up our European operations, was a GM there. Um, Manchester Outpost, Graham Brown, the GM, was the first GM there. And there's been loads of kind of people, um, Martin McDonald, who headed out to Ohio to head up some of our operations out there. He was a GM there, so there's so much connection to that site. Um, I was told to James the other day, and he was like, he, he remembers signing the lease for that site personally. He did the, did the design himself. Um, I think that there's a lot of personal connection to that site, and it makes yeah. it really tough. Um, yeah, so so. Um, we love the site. And also, like, one thing I didn't mention about Angel is that our customers love that site so much, you know, and then... Um, a site that's really got people into craft beer and it's been there for like like yeah over six seven years and people have really um really kind of taken to it and, and kind of gone on a craft beer journey there so the the customers have got a really personal connection to that site as well so yeah. um, really tough for everyone so um i only visited once first time when i was down in manchester for the really? uh, for, yeah for the outpost opening and honestly immediately fell in love you know sometimes you just walk into a bar and you just go i love it here i feel at home here yeah. straight away absolutely one of my one of my favorite memories about the place is um, we had a blackout remember we used to do blackout day and we That's shut right. all our bars and, and we showed everyone we, we had the we had an event in the I can't, is it the Manchester Arena, like just nearby. I can't remember the official title of it, but um, at one point we actually ran out of beer, and um, it, which is a terrible thing to do on a blackout day <laughs> for a brewery and brewery staff. So at one point, about twenty of us ran across to a closed bar um, and literally filled everything up, filled our hands whatever we could carry, and ran across back with some beer. So one of my favourite memories is, is, is that one in that bar. And, um, and just uh, yeah, it was a really good, really good battle, and then so many, so many kind of good stories from the place. So many good um, people stories and development stories from that business that we'll never forget it. Not in a short time, anyway. Yeah. Well, looking forward though, uh, as we've said earlier, it's yep. not all bad news. Um, I don't know nope. how much you can say. I just know that the, the the cryptic clue is it's not far away. What we're thinking of doing next, so. Well, so, well, someone, uh, someone's already jumped me and put it on the forum. So, um, so I, I love the fact that um, I'm pretty sure our EFPs must be private detectives. If they're not, they should yeah. be, um, because they um, they found our, our new location um, on a street called Fountain Street um, behind uh, the Premark, um, just off Piccadilly Gardens. Oh yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, so um, it's bigger than the site we've got. It's got better frontage. It's got a really big outside area. So we're kind of finalising that just now in terms of design and plans, and then hopefully it should be a seamless um, swap over between between the two locations. 
one thing we do know in terms of experience is that when people plan to knock down the building and serve you notice, it doesn't always go to plan. So sometimes either we might get a stay of execution, we might get a complete reprieve. You never know. So yeah. um, I'm still holding out. I'm still holding out that, that magic or miracle could happen. Well, that that leads me perfectly on to um, Andrew's question um, because we were speaking mm-hmm. to him just before. Um, you know, talking about uh, likes of Inverness and the issues they find. So, I mean, yeah, specifically Inverness, it'd be be interesting to hear what happened there. Yeah. So, what happened with Inverness, and 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 what are the issues that you find that when you go, okay, we've got a location, we're about to sign the lease, and then all of a sudden things change. Well, I think that first and foremost, um, we like to be as open and honest about every transaction we do, um, and that's the promise we've made. So. In most situations, we'd like to do that. Sometimes um, it's not always possible, um, either time or someone's forgotten to mention something. Um, so I think I'm, I'm in the OC office and someone's beeping outside, I don't know if you hear that. Yeah. Um, but um, in terms of Inverness, it's a tough one because Inverness is a, is a city is obviously close to close to our heartland and people want to boot up by there. And ultimately, we want to boot up by there. Um, we had a location we liked it. Having a licensing was really, really tough. And it was not going to be an easy challenge. And when you have a slate of bar openings and a finite amount of money, sometimes something has to, you have to make a decision between two things. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, or one thing and another few things. And when you've got a finite amount of investment money and capital, but you also got a finite number of people to work on a project, um, the effort um, and time to go into Inverness to get it to the place where it needs to be open and the money that would take would sap the energy and, and not let us do other things. Um, so I get from an EFP and a customer perspective, they say, well, why are you choosing one town over, over my town? And that's not really the equation that we, that we, we approach the situation with. Um, sometimes there are other factors and planning and licensing were going to be a real challenge with this site. And but yeah, we, we had to kind of, um, make that into the equation and judgment whether we go ahead and do it. Um, is Inverness off the table altogether? Of course not. We're, we're looking at opening in loads of places. I think that, um, um, how we open there, when we open there is completely up, up for discussion. Um, but, um, we're certainly, certainly not off the table altogether. And, um, and, that, and one of the things that came out of this is I suppose that people are really disappointed about that news, um, uh, and challenges a bit on the forum. So, Hopefully, um, we can get to a place where where people don't get as disappointed in the future when we announce things that haven't quite worked out. Yeah. And we can educate people on the process, and that whilst um, sometimes um, a property is a dead cert, it can be pulled away at the last minute. And then we were talking about Inverurie before we we kind of jumped into questions here. Inverurie was one where licensing was a real mm-hmm. challenge, and we we effectively got a temporary license to open, you know, because um, um, there were issues, admin issues that, that led to that. So. Every site has its challenges, and, uh, and whether it's Brisbane or Mumbai or Scotland, um, we have to do our best to make um, the best business decision at, at, at the time and the, with the information we have, and to choose, and choose to, to back, I suppose, back the right horses. So um, it must be not easy, not it must easy. be frustrating, though. I mean, it must be so frustrating oh, when, yeah. you, when you you know you personally you know for yourself you put time in and planning and you get a team together mm. and everything looks good yeah. and then something's completely out with your control throws a curveball <laughs> in it it must yeah it's, yeah it's, it's, it's i suppose it's why we why our job exists and i think that um, uh, it is frustrating i try not to get too frustrated by it because um it's 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 my job and i don't want to have a heart attack too early in my life um and um and 
I think that yeah, it's it's definitely frustrating and um, frustrating for the teams. And I suppose that um, we we try and manage that. And the good news about Brewdog is that there's always something else interesting happening in smaller retail businesses or smaller businesses in general. When something um, that's coming falls through and there's nothing else happening that year, it's more of a challenge. And in our business, there's always something interesting happening. So um, uh, I think that we can we can sometimes, from a team perspective, ensure that they're they're still excited about coming down yeah. the road. It's. I mean, you know, they talk about the radical transparency and all that, but I mean, mm. you know, you look at any other high street, um, you know, not so much perhaps licensed properties because they have the, you know, they have to go through the licensing board and all that, but so many mm. other companies will just close and open places with absolutely no transparency and they just, they do it because yeah. it's just so much easier to do all these things without involving, you know, literally a hundred thousand other EFPs. If, if, you know. yeah. yeah. But that's um, not, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you're right but that's not the deal we signed up for and people have invested on average 400 pounds of their own money into the, into our business and then we owe them an explanation so um it's our job to do that and sometimes um those the investors or even customers that are not investors um uh, are upset by that and, and we need to work with them and to explain and educate what happened and be as open and honest as possible and as long as we are that i think we're in we're in an okay position yeah um, perhaps on a bit more of a positive note, um, what's coming up next? Uh, we've we've obviously, I think I saw today, the, the signage is all going up in uh, Dublin, which is exciting because yeah. that's given a real, I mean, I just saw the photos just before I spoke to you and it's like, wow, that is not a small place you've got going on there. Um, yeah, I just wonder what else you've got coming up. Well, I think in Dublin, just is kind of really good. I think you need a helicopter to take a picture of that sign. So it's like really hard. We've been trying to get a picture of it, but you'd have to be on a boat or in the air to take a picture of the sign. So um, it's pretty big. Um, listen, there's loads of cool stuff happening. Um, uh, obviously, Brisbane. So one of the other good news stories in recent recent times is that Calvin, who is our operations manager in London and has been in the business for seven, maybe over seven years, um, proper Brewdog stalwart, is, um, is heading out to... To, to Australia to head up our operations out there and then uh, he's got family out there and he's been out there quite a lot so really exciting for him so Brisbane Tap Room um, in November um, we've got Mumbai coming so right now Chad our head of food is dealing with their with their executive chef and their chef consultant to, to franchise site and working with the owners to try and get food menu right for, for that market which is um, probably it's kind of career highlights for anybody, but in Brudog, it's just this is what's happening this month. Um, Martin Keith just sent me a video like two or three minutes ago of the Cincinnati site and the builders working away in Cincinnati, so that's all exciting. You mentioned Dublin. I think Dublin's going to be one of our, like, genuinely one of our jewel-dropping, stunning locations in the world. Um, yeah. It's right on the river, rooftop, outside seating, brew kit inside, standalone red building that's just like, it's just a stunning piece of architecture on its own. Like I, I, right in the heart of the financial district in Dublin and the kind of tech area, it's like it's just really, really cool location, and um, uh, and I think that I'm really excited about that one. And then uh, also today we've got um, we've got Jen who kind of works on our openings team and and helps with recruitment and does loads and loads of cool stuff. Jen and our team, and she's been operations manager. She's out in Swansea today, um, and um, she's helping our first UK franchisee set up in uh, in in Swansea. So. And um, that should be coming pre-Christmas as well. So, um, we'll See, just do now, stuff now I'm nervous because there's no way I'm <laughs> not going to be at the opening of a hundred, the hundredth Brewdog venue. 
But if it's Mumbai, yeah. <laughs> I might be looking to know, try and get know. the uh, donations for the podcast up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think I did you a favor in shutting in shutting Angel there. Um, so maybe maybe you might not be able to buy Mumbai. Um, but yeah, I'm the same. There's no way I'm not going to be there either. So, yeah. um, and I think there's a few other people in the business who really want to be there and celebrate such a such a momentous milestone and in, in an incredible story. That and it, and it, yeah, and it's it's actually. I mean, I know I'm preempting a conversation that's quite a few months away, but it is almost impossible for me to wrap my head around that that number is going to actually be real. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the, JB, there's absolutely tons I could speak to you about. I mean, having even yeah. touched on like the operational side of what you're doing in a day and mm-hmm. on all the changes there's been with internal comms, which I know have made a big difference and stuff, but um, we obviously need to wrap this up. Um, yeah. So one thing I did want to ask, though, um, you know, I've done it. Other people do it. We mentioned the forum earlier on. People tag you up. If there are, if someone walks into a bar and spots an issue, okay, um, mm-hmm. what? Obviously, the first port of call is always speak to the staff that were there. If it's an issue that they yeah. feel that they they need to escalate a little bit further, how would you like people? What What is actually helpful, realistically, day to day from EFPs for you? Honestly. Um any feedback is helpful. Get it to me in a carrier pigeon. If you've got my number, text me. If you've got me, you tag me on the forum, do that. Um, literally, I'll take it. Send me a letter if you want to. I really, really don't mind. Like, I think that sometimes, even internally with staff, sometimes I think feedback is is um, is a negative, or we don't want to hear, it or it's challenging for us. But genuinely, um we exist to be ace at our jobs and deliver a great experience in the retail business and in our bars. And then if, but we're also realists and I'm an operator at heart. So sometimes we don't get that right. And um, it's really important for me to know when we don't get that right and kind of backtrack from there to see what happened. Um, and sometimes it can be really basic stuff like a delivery didn't turn up. So we don't have health issues on tap and that could be the issue. Yeah. Sometimes it could be that um, we, we've had issues, but I always like to backtrack to the point um, because and I know my team do as well because we're perfectionists. So we want we want to make the experience great, um, and we want to make sure that the teams have have really really good feedback to be better because all our teams um, strive strive to be great at their jobs. And we've got we have a we have a service incentive and in where the if the guys hit their mystery shoppers, they get an extra pound an hour, and they really want to they they're really really passionate about delivering their their job and um, and. Any feedback we can get is great. Um, uh, and you know what? Sometimes even when someone's a wee bit angry about something, I can totally understand it because they're angry because they really want us to be amazing, right? So yeah. um, I can totally understand that. And sometimes I get a bit frustrated about that as well. Some, when things don't go right or something really easy that we that we drop the ball and like a delivery doesn't come or the wrong kegs get sent to the wrong bar, that happens on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and... Um, and we just need to we we need to roll with the punches, and as an operations team, it's our job to fix that and trace it back to the beginning. So, to answer your question, um, is it helpful? Yeah, super helpful. Get it to me any way you can. Forums obviously the best place, um, and um, yeah, we'll we'll try and respond as quickly as possible. And as a team, um, and I'm on the forum, we get we get it to our emails, which is really handy for us, so we can see stuff quickly. We have our EFP feedback form, which people are welcome to feedback as well and help us build data set on how we perform and, and how we can improve. So, um, yeah, um, to EFP's listening, keep it coming, and we love the feedback. 
Uh, JB, best leave it there. Let you get on with your day. Uh, thank you so much. I know uh, we we were supposed to do this yesterday, and your throat has been giving you an awful lot of grief. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time out to do that. I never take no it for worries, granted. Man. So, yeah, JB, thanks again. We'll catch up with you again soon. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks, man. So yeah, there we go. Um, thank you very much for sharing that, JB. I know the the folks here on the podcast haven't heard that interview because I'm actually recording it tomorrow. <laughs> we recorded on the Sunday, um, but yeah, um, really, really good insight. I am sure. I always say that, but I just know it will be. So it's grand. Good. Right. Um, let's do our prize draw giveaway. Here we go. Oh, hold on. Oh, Here you, it you is. Started. It's, it's happening. And the winner is... Me. Oh, it just went past... Blake Thompson. Who did it just go past? Yay. Who did it just, just go past? It just went past Billy, my flatmate from before. <laughs> that would have been bad. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, brilliant. There we go. Uh, yes, that's, that was us um, a few minutes ago, and now we're edited back in, and it's all very confusing. But all I know is, Bruce, it's time for your joke. See, this week I was interpreting a performance at the Tron Theatre in Glasgow. It was Hound of the Baskervilles, and it got me thinking: if Watson isn't the most famous doctor in the world, then who is? Okay, that's it for this podcast. We'll be back to normal in around back back to normal, back as normal in around two <laughs> weeks. A final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdog news for all the details and the cool video that Kev from Border Digital helped put together. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you get the podcast before anybody else. So join that lovely exclusive club. Uh, let's give everyone a chance to say where you can be found online. I'm going to start with you, Bruce. At Brulafu on Twitter. Go. Brilliant. Joe, where can people find you? I am Joe and Love Beer on the forum, and I am a woman's brew on Instagram. Excellent. Andrew. I am Andrew on the Equity for Punks forum. Awesome. And you can find out me at Sunscream on the Twitter. Do you know, in the feedback that people have been giving, oh, someone no. said, I don't want to hear about your day job anymore. <laughs> oh. Perfect. I'm like, Neither do I. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Oh, was it you that typed that in on yep. the fake name trying to win that death or glory? <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, that's it for this week. Send us a voicemail to our local rate number 01224-518-501. We desperately need better messages, clearly. So give us a <laughs> give us a call, leave a message for us. You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash News. Our Twitter is News at News, And our Instagram is News Podcast. Show notes, past episodes, always available on our website at BrewDogNewsPodcast at all. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest updates as soon as they're available. I've and there is links on the website. What? I've just said I thought. <laughs> Go on. Why not? Why, why, you know the, the suggestions that you got through the survey? Uh-huh. Could we just read out the ones pertaining to ourselves at one podcast? You really wouldn't like them. <laughs> Yeah, go on. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye.